This gospel passage, this parable, is one that we hear several times throughout the year. And uh, it's important for us to remember that, that when Jesus proclaims a parable, there's always a hook or something that, eh, that's not so, quite so right. And this particular parable is, is of course, the, the treatment of the, um, the servants and the treatment of the son. And they're thinking, we're going to get away with this. We're going to inherit everything. And there's, there's no, uh, no law in the world, no country in the world that would allow murderers to inherit the property that would belong to the one they murdered. And yet, in our own conceit, sometimes we think that's the case with our own sin. But I want to reflect today, and I find myself reflecting on the case of, Saint, uh, of Joseph. Uh, this feast of St. Joseph is tomorrow, so maybe there's a coincidence there. But, but uh, Joseph, there he was. He was loved by his father, but hated by his brothers. His father doted on him, gave him this coat and this tunic. He was a dreamer, and uh, uh, if you read it in context, you get the sense that he really wasn't required to do a whole lot around home. Nothing makes brothers mad quicker, right? And so they see their opportunity, and they decide they're going to get rid of him. Ah, let's do away with this master dreamer. And from that moment on, and it's not all in this particular passage, but we can, we can draw it. There's not one place of abandonment that Joseph did not go. He was thrown into a cistern, or well, much like Jeremiah. He was taken into captivity, into slavery. He was sold into slavery in Egypt. There he endured sexual harassment by Potiphar's wife. He was put in jail put in darkness and forgotten. And we don't, won't read about it uh, in sequence uh, this week or anything, but we know what happens. That somehow God works through all of that, all that darkness, all that imprisonment, all that abandonment, all that hatred, all that spite, everything. And he sends a great famine on the land of Egypt, but because of Joseph's dream, he saves Egypt and saves the very brothers that would put him to death. That when they come before him, they don't recognize him because they just assume he's gone. And when they bring his father, eventually, he's amazed because he thought his son was dead. Earlier this week, we would have heard from, I forget what day it was, uh, we would have heard of uh, Esther, another bad situation that God used in captivity, made a queen despite her not really wanting to, and it was for such a time as that, as we hear in that, that particular passage. And Joseph would say the same thing. It was for such a time as this that God put me here, that I was sold into slavery. What you intended for evil, God brought good out of. God does that. Because God knows everything. God does not cause the evil that's caused by sin, that's caused by human ignorance, it's caused by original sin and death and disease and all those things. And yet God works through it. 
And in the greatest act of darkness, the greatest act of violence, how much more is God at work? As we see the innocent Son of God put to death. It's now four weeks before Good Friday when we will gather and celebrate is such an odd word to use for speaking of the death of Jesus. But we will commemorate it. And remember, in that act of darkness, Jesus fulfills everything. Do we see ourselves at the foot of the cross? Do we see ourselves this day at the foot of the cross, seeing that, I don't know, and I'm, I'm living it right now myself. I don't know why this happened, God, but whatever good is going to come, help me to see and help me take that response. Because good does come, even in the darkness, even when we're abandoned, even when we can't see.